All right, so today um, I'll be talking about trees. And uh, yeah, so ages back when Nathan said, I'd like you to speak at some point this year, I said, all right, God, I'll go ahead and drop something on me. And as, as God would give me a little thought, I'd put it in a note and keep it on my phone. And it was all kind of around trees and the spiritual lessons that we can learn from trees. So the four things we're going to look at today, um, I have a background in science, so it's going to be a little bit of a science lesson. I hope that doesn't put you off. <clears throat> but number one, trees impact the air. They also impact the water. They bear fruit, and they interact with the wind. So with this whole thing about them impacting the air, um, did you realize that an adult tree, like a full-grown tree, can provide enough oxygen for about four humans? Um, and so they have this they have this thing where they they take on our pollution, they take on our carbon dioxide, the, the kind of the waste product of our breathing. They take it on, they grow off that, and they produce oxygen for us. Um, and that's the process called photosynthesis. So there it is there. They're breathing in our carbon dioxide from us breathing, from the cows farting, from our cars going by, and they make oxygen for us. So we need a lot of them. Um, yeah. Psalm 52, 8 and 9 says, But I'm like an olive tree flourishing in the house of God. I trust in God's unfailing love forever and ever. I will praise you forever for what you have done. For your name, or in your name, I will hope. For your name is good. I will praise you in the presence of your saints. Now, what has that got to do with trees producing oxygen? I'll go back. I should have put those in. Um, I'd like us to think of that as something along the lines of being positive, thankful, worshipful. Okay? So, um, you can hear the trees are, they're in this environment, they're taking in our pollution, they're taking in our waste products of our, of our, of our breathing, and they put out life-giving oxygen. And in a way, it's like they are an influencer on our environment. They're an influencer in their surroundings. We cannot live without them. And so, you can be like that in your environment. There's so much, so much happening in our world that's negative, so much, so many bad circumstances going into the life around you. Um, are you positive? Are you worshipful? Are you thankful? Um, you know, we, we sing about this in the morning. I, I have a reason to sing. I have a reason to worship. God is a good. He is a good, good father. Now, is he good or not? Is he a good father or not? Like, is, is he a good provider for us? Do we actually have a reason to be thankful? Do we have a reason to worship? And yes, we do. It's God. So your job is to be worshipful, be thankful, be that voice of positivity in this life. And look, I'm not saying you need to cover over the bad circumstances that come your way. We all have things going on in our life that you wish could be different. But God is good despite those circumstances. He is there to journey with us through those hard times. So be like the trees in, in that way. Um, I trust in God's unfailing love forever and ever. I will praise you. I'm making a choice to praise you, God. Um, in your name, I will hope. I'm hopeful. Um, I will praise you in the presence of your saints. This is what we can be like trees. Okay, trees impact the water. Um, and in this way, I like us to think of ourselves as a channel of life from the Holy Spirit. So I'm not sure if you can see this very well. I'm but the idea is there's, there's two ways that, that trees kind of help us manage water. The first, the first one is called 
evapotranspiration. I might have said that the wrong way. But the idea is that they are drawing water in through their roots, up the tree trunks and out the leaves, and it, it draws water up through them and releases it water vapor into the atmosphere, which then gets stored up in clouds and deposited in where it's needed to be. Um, the other way they do it is when the rain actually comes down. You know, we had the big rainfall the other night, and um, Mel was driving back from somewhere, and she goes, David, it was like a flood. There was just water everywhere. And that's, that's good that we had so much rain, but the problem is that the ground didn't have enough time to actually absorb it. It just dumped down, and it went down our drain, went back out to the ocean. So we caught, a, like, the, the actual ground got a little bit of the water, but it didn't get to actually absorb all of it, all that life-giving water. And how good would it have been if, like, especially out in the farm areas, our farmers had a chance to actually capture all of that water, let it soak down into the ground so that it can give life to the plants and help things grow and, and help them have water to drink? And that's kind of what trees do. They actually slow everything down. They slow the process down. They act like a sponge. So the water comes down, they catch a lot of it on their leaves, and then slowly, slowly let it fall down. They have all of the um, mulch down beneath them that soaks up water as well, and their roots and everything obviously is in the dirt, and it's just kind of holding it all together. And what it allows, it, it allows for the water to just slowly, slowly, slowly be released into the ground. Um, so when there's not a lot of trees around, what happens is the water dumps down on the grass or on the streets, and it's gone. But we want it to be there for a long, long time. Um, so Jesus had something to say about this. He stood in a loud voice and said, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, streams of living water will flow from within him. And by this, he meant the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, whom those who had believed in him were later to receive. Just like we cannot do life without water, you know, we, we see this so clearly out, out with our farmers. They, they're struggling because they haven't got water. It's everything for them. Um, we cannot do this Christian life without the Holy Spirit. And God has set us up to be channels through which his Holy Spirit works and moves and provides life. And this is one of the ways that we are to be in his kingdom, is to be a channel of life for his Holy Spirit to come through us and to impact the world around us. It's a chance for us to release life into those we influence, and it's a way for us to be like a sponge that slowly, slowly reduces, uh, releases life to those around us. Okay, trees bear fruit. That's kind of an obvious one. Um, and we've, we've looked at fruitfulness before, but I think when you simplify it down in agricultural terms, the whole concept of fruit is to repeat your life cycle in others. So my question to you is, are you, are you investing in others? Are you nurturing? Are you encouraging? Are you actively seeking to repeat your life in others? Um, God calls us to be fruitful. He, he plants his life in you, and he wants to see it replicated 10 times, 50 times, 100 times. Um, Many years ago, we had, like, Mel and I, we started a little um, youth group at our old church called a tree. That was the name for it back then because everything had to have a special funky name, so we came up with tree. 
And our theme verse that we taught kids over and over was Psalms 1, 2, and 3. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither, and whatever he does prospers. And so we taught the, the kids and the teens year after year about this concept of what it meant to be a fruitful tree. But well, the first thing is, is where's your delight? Um, are you delighting in God's law? Is, as in, are you opening God's word and reading it? Are you delighting in it? Is it something that is saturating your life? Is it actually, are you allowing God's word to be an influence in you? Are you meditating on it? As in, not just reading it, but are you allowing it to get into your life? Are you allowing it to make some changes? Are you allowing God's spirit to take his word and say, hey, David, this is an issue. I'd like you to address this. That's what meditating on his word is. And God's promising to you is that if you, if you do that, if you are allowing God to influence you through his word day after day, and it's a delight in you, it's something you really value, if you're meditating, if you're actually actively spending time with God in that, that you will be like that tree that's planted by the river of water. And you're going to yield fruit. But what I love is it says it's going to yield its fruit. As in, God has made you for a specific purpose. You're like an apple tree that's meant to give apples. You're not an apple tree that gives pears or figs. God, God made you the specific type of tree that you are. You have a reason to exist, and you need to find that purpose. And that was another thing that Nathan brought up earlier in the year about fruitfulness, is that it is along the lines of fulfilling your purpose. You have a purpose. God designed you for a specific reason, and he has a plan for you. And now that we're on the topic of, of science and trees, um, can I just go off on a little side route here and say, God created all of this. He, he made it. We're not, we're not products of random chance. We're not just here by accident. God made you. He knows everything about you. He has a plan for your life. And you are going to be most fulfilled and most happy when you are living according to that plan. Um, that's what fruitfulness is. Yielding your fruit. Find, find out what it is that God has made you to be. If, if he says, David, you're an apple tree, you're not going to be happy producing figs. Be an apple tree. Live it. Own it. It's awesome. Be who you are. Um, and... And if you're allowing God's word to, to be a massive influence in your life, when you go through those seasons that maybe it's dry around you or people are going through their, their struggles or you're seeing other people who aren't maybe uh, investing their life in God's word and, and you, can see, you can see the impact that it's having in a negative way in their life, but you're thriving. You're still going forward. It's, it's because you are digging your roots down into what God has for you. That's prosperity. That's prosperity. The other area is how the trees interact with the wind. Um, <clears throat> and the way I like to kind of bring that across to us is that the Holy Spirit gives us a voice. So a few months, last, last school holidays, we were in the sugar pine forest. Um, there's some pictures there. That's not us, but it's the same place. It's in the snow down near a place called Tumut. 
And our chiropractor, he goes, David, when you go down to treatment, you've got to check out this place called Sugar Pond Forest. So I go, okay, we'll, we'll do it. And so that was, for me, probably the highlight of our trip. We were, had to drive a fairways off of where we were staying in Chumit, and driving in, we saw this beautiful wild deer, and then we walked through this forest here on the other side. We've, we found these um, wild brumbies. It was just an incredible moment. But as we walked through this forest, um, I just kind of had this thought of, these trees are incredible. It's so peaceful. It's absolutely amazing to be here in this spot. And you can kind of just look up and see these giant trees. And the wind just kind of came through. And have you ever been in a situation where you hear the wind through pine trees? It's something, it's remarkable. Um, the little the little gentle sound that it makes, it's it's amazingly peaceful. And then you hear you hear the trees kind of swaying and they're touching each other, and you could hear the the little creaking groans of, of these trees. Well, see, that's all possible by the wind. Um, those, those trees are silent in every other respect. But when they respond to the wind, they have a voice, and it's beautiful. And in a way, like we heard Jesus say, you know, if, if those crowds are silent, then the rocks are going to cry out. Um, I think I've even heard how that, how that the stars, they have, they have their worship for God. Well, I think this is the trees' worship for God. Um, the wind coming through them, and, and we see, wow, it's just amazing what, what God has done. The, the beauty in his creation. Um, and we're a bit like that. Um, we, have, we have an opportunity to have a voice. The Holy Spirit gives us a voice. Um, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit is like a wind. And in fact, on the day of Pentecost, uh, the, the movement of the Holy Spirit was, was um, like a wind. So when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. There was some unity there, wasn't there? Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Holy Spirit enabled. And what I'm getting at here is that the Holy Spirit gave them a voice. He gave them boldness. He gave them a message. And maybe, maybe tomorrow when you go to work and your friends are like, hey, how was your weekend? What did you get up to? Um, maybe you could say, oh yeah, it was good. Spent some time with family, went to church, learned about the trees. <laughs> um, you know, it's sometimes just as simple as that. Just saying, yeah, I was at church on Sunday. It's something I do with my family. Because I, I follow God, I follow Jesus. And just the start of those Jesus conversations are so important. And, and I found that when, when I was prepared to start off with just that little tiny investment of just honestly answering someone's question, how was your weekend? Then it's amazing that things follow from that. Then it's so much easier to, when, when they share with you, hey, I'm actually going through this really hard time in my life then it's a much more natural way to bring in God because, well, they know that you're a Christian. They know that you follow Jesus because they've heard you say, oh, yeah, I was at church on Sunday. Um, and it does take a bit of boldness, and that's something the Holy Spirit can do for you if, if you allow him. If, if you invite the Holy Spirit into your life, into, into how, you, how you do life, 
Um, he will give you boldness. He will allow you to answer those questions honestly. And, and when there's that opportunity that opens and you're just nervous, um, who's going to give you boldness? Who's going to give you the strength to be honest and say, hey, God can help you with that. The Holy Spirit will. He will. Um, <clears throat> Has any of you ever have any of you ever seen the wind? I haven't. Actually, have any of you ever uh, listened to the DC Talk? What's it? What is it, honey? The, the song from DC Talk? Hmm. Yes. What is it, Michelle? Yeah, and it has has mind's eye in my mind's eye. Yes. Yeah. And then they have Billy Graham, and he, he kind of, halfway through the song, he gets in there, he goes, any of you ever seen the wind? I've never seen the wind. I've seen the effects of the wind. And so these trees... Okay. So anyways, these trees, they're, they're moving, and you hear them, and they give evidence to the wind, don't they? They say, oh, yeah, the wind is real, because you can, you can hear it moving. You can see the trees moving from the wind. Uh, do you realize that you are evidence of God being real? Um, the way that God moves on you, the way that he works through you, the way that he wants to show his power in this world, you are the evidence that God is real. So don't hide it. Allow, allow God to be made real, made manifest in this world by what he wants to do in you. Take those chances, take those risks. Okay, so let's get real. Are you fruitful? Um, I'm just going to take a little minute here. There may be someone here today who um, has not yet, you've you've not yet given your life to Jesus. And um, here we are, we're talking about something growing. We're talking about a seed that goes into the ground and produces life. Well, let me explain this to you. Jesus, he, he died on the cross. He was buried in a tomb under the ground, and he came back to life. And he laid down his life in order that we could have new life, that we can be forgiven, and that we can have an eternal life, that even though our bodies die, we will live on forever and ever and ever in the presence of God in heaven. That real life that we can have is only through what Jesus did. And today when we celebrated this with communion, it was to say the bread is like the body of Jesus that he laid down. The, the drink was like the blood that he shed. That death that he went through was so that we could have new life. And that is what God has for us. Um, are you fruitful? Well, if you're saying, well, yeah, I don't know. I think I could be a bit more fruitful. I'd like you to look at how you're going with dying to yourself. How how are you at that? Um, Jesus said here in, in John twelve twenty four, very truly I tell you, unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies it produces many seeds. Just just it's the way of nature, it's the way that God has laid down. If you want to be fruitful, if you want to replicate your life in others, if you want to see God's kingdom grow, 
you have to be willing to lay down your own life. Just like if a seed is going to be planted and become a plant and have lots of fruit, it has to be willing to lay down its life. It will no longer exist as a seed. It gets planted and completely transformed into something brand new. That's what God has for you. You have to be willing to lay down your life fully and say, all right, I'm willing to go through a complete transformation into something that you have designed for me, God, because I know that when I lay down everything I hold dear to me and surrender it to you, God, you're going to make me fruitful. That's when you're going to allow me to fulfill my purpose as a Jesus follower. Um, so this picture of an acorn... Um, <laughs> Any of you guys ever had your kids say, Dad, can you tell us a bedtime story? And you're thinking, okay, yeah, I'd love to tell you a bedtime story, but I don't have anything on my heart. There's nothing nothing there. I can't think of anything. And then, and then you just make up something, and your kids love it, and they reckon you're the best storyteller ever. Well, that's what happened to me one time. And I thought I thought I could share this story with you. It probably is not going to be as funny as the first time when I told it to my family, but they, they reckon it was the best. So I've called it the acorn and the eagle's nest. So we have this acorn here, and he's feeling really sorry for himself because, well, all of his mates, they're, they're growing up as trees, and they're getting bigger and taller, and they're being used for important stuff like making ships and houses. And they're, they're amazing, and they're boasting about how, how amazing their life is, and he's just an acorn, just hanging around, staying at home, <laughs> living with mum and dad, <laughs> until until one day he goes, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut things loose, and off he drops. And he goes, All right, it's my time, it's my time. Until the squirrel comes along, and the squirrel grabs him, and he starts to have a snack on him. And and the acorn gets a bit worried, thinking, No, I wasn't meant to be a snack for an acorn. I want to live. I want to be tree. Let me let me grow. And this eagle swoops in. And it flies in and it, and it tries to grab the squirrel, but it misses. The squirrel dodges off. And instead, the eagle grabs the acorn. And the eagle says, all right, well, I didn't get the squirrel, but I got the acorn. I'll take it back to the nest. And so up this acorn soars to the top of the mountain. And he gets put in the nest. And the acorn thinks, oh, this is the best ever. I mean, all my mates, they're way down there. I'm at the top of the mountain. This is the best ever. I'm going, to, I'm going to be the king of the castle and the tallest tree there possibly could be. Until he realizes what it is that this eagle had in mind for him. He was going to be a toilet acorn. It's bad. So the eagle, it had a couple of baby, baby uh, eagles. And every baby needs to have his nappy changed. And the, and the baby, or the, the parent eagle didn't have any, any wipes. So he had to use the, the acorn. <laughs> and they, and he taught, he taught the, the little eagles this, this toilet song. Shake your tail, feather, shake your tail, feather. <laughs> and so this acorn, it's covered in poo. It's thinking, what is going on? I'm, I'm just a, a pooey acorn. And he's, he's just, his life is wrecked, you know? Yeah, poo stories are the best, aren't they? <laughs> So anyways, the, the, um, the nest gets a bit rotten and it starts to fall apart. And down this acorn falls, down the mountain, I kind of envision, you know, Ice Age as this acorn that, dum, 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 yeah. Here goes the acorn. 
and he lands in this big clearing, and it's covered in poo, and he gets into this little crack, and it's like, oh man, my life is terrible. I'm just covered in poo, and all by myself. But what he realizes is, hey, he's, he's well fertilized, and he's, he's in a good spot. He's, now he's in a place where he can thrive. And so this acorn starts to grow, and it stops to exist as an acorn. That life is finished. He's now a baby tree, and he starts to grow. He starts to thrive, and starts to become fruitful. And this acorn that's now an oak tree, a mighty oak tree, it starts to drop its own acorns. And it becomes a generational thing. And from that one pooey acorn, <laughs> a whole forest of mighty oak trees grows. A whole generation. So, hey, you might feel a little bit like that pooey acorn at the moment. What is it I'm called to do? Like, my goodness, I just feel like I'm covered in poo. Um, maybe that's part of God's purpose for you at the minute. And he has something much greater and much more noble. If you allow God's life to live through you, if you allow your life to be surrendered to him. <clears throat> my next get real question for you is, are you flourishing? And how am I going for time? I'm lost. We're okay? No red cards? Sweet. Okay. Are you flourishing? I'd like you to look at your river. I don't think those trees like that river that's next to you. Um, that pollution there. It's just no good. Those trees aren't going to flourish. They're not going to be fruitful and thriving in, in, the, in the bad times or the good times, I don't think. Um, so back to our Psalms chapter 1. Oh, no, I've chopped off the last little bit. We'll figure it out. So this is, this is the rest of the verses in, in Psalm chapter 1. Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of mockers, but his delight is on the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by the streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and his leaf is not wither, whatever he does prospers. Not so the wicked, they are like a chaff which the wind blows away. So there's a contrast here, really. Um, you can be like a tree who is planted by a good river, or you can be like those people in the first bit. Oh, five minutes, awesome, thank you. We're nearly there. You can be like a tree who's in that first bit, who is walking in the counsel of the wicked, who is in the way of sinners or in the sea of mockers. That's like a polluted river coming your way. And so instead of you being an influencer in this world and, and putting out great worship and great praise and positivity to all that God is, you're receiving all this bad influence, all this bad things coming your way. And I'd like you to think about that. What, what is it you're allowing to be an influence in your life? Um, as a little fellow, we, I was living in a tiny church property way out in the middle of nowhere, and we had a problem with water. And so the great idea to fix that was we'll have this cistern, this big well that captures all the water from the roof of the church. And it was great because we got a lot of rain, but they didn't think, oh, there's actually birds nesting in the guttering of that roof. And so... Um, 
we also got a lot of bird poo down in our water, and, and the, the council didn't like that, obviously. <laughs> the water tasted a bit funny, too. Um, so they, they uh, put us through some rigorous testings, and um, finally the solution was, why don't we change our source of water? So we went down to a mate's house, and we weekly we would fill up a huge water tank and truck it back and fill it in. Um, look, if, you're, if your stream is polluted, can you change it? Maybe, maybe get a new set of friends, a new set of influences. Maybe think about how you can be the influencer. That's what I want to bring to you this morning. Um, God, God says you can be like a tree. God has amazing things there for us. Be fruitful. Flourish. Can I invite our worship team to come forward? And the prayer team as well. And I will close my word of prayer. Okay. Yeah. And this morning, if, uh, if you haven't yet said, hey, I want to give my life to Jesus and I want to have this new life that you're talking about, it's really simple. You, you, just, you just pray and say, God, I want you to take this life and I want you to give me mine. So if you want to make that decision now, if you want to say, I'm a Jesus follower as of today, why don't you pray with me? Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross. Thank you for the forgiveness of sin. I accept this life that you offer and I follow you all the rest of the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Lord, for the greatness that you have. Thank you for your kindness and your mercy. Thank you that your Holy Spirit wants to give us life and love. I invite you into our life to do all the amazing things that you have for us. In Jesus' name.